to the cooking podcast. Welcome to the cooking podcast (laughs) where we recap uh, hit Hollywood movies. All about uh, cooking. All about cooking. And baking. And today's uh, baking uh, topic is the blockbuster mega Marvel hit Black Widow. Should we tell should we tell everybody what our podcast is called? Oh, yeah. We're going to have to welcome you first to uh, Mean, mean Girls, Girls Interrupted. Interrupted. Where, um, uh, but first, before we continue, uh, we are a movie review podcast. Yes. And uh, you should definitely like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, yes. auto download. It sounds like a lot, but just do just pick one or three of those things and and uh and take the two seconds right now to, to, to do those. Yes. Pause it. Leave us a review and come right back. We're not going anywhere. You can even do it while it's playing on, on, on the iTunes. You Apple can. Podcasts. Yeah. I think wherever, <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts is where yeah. you can do it. Do it on every platform. It means so much to us and it really, the numbers help us. They so really, they really get do into it. Yeah. The downloads is where it's at. Hunty. Yeah. We do need them. So, um, uh, anyway, so, uh, back today, to Black I'm, Widow. Yeah. I'm John, by the way. Oh, and, I'm Travis. Yeah. And we're going to talk now about Black Widow. We're going to spoil it. We're going to spoil yeah. Black Widow. I know everybody's like, ooh, spoilers. But if you haven't seen Black Widow by now, it's been out for like well over a year. It has. Um, uh, yeah. It's on Disney Plus right now. It was, it came out in 2021. And, um, I remember wanting to watch it in the theater and I was like, I'll wait. You're like, is it worth the, this was one of those where in, um, there was controversy surrounding the release of it. Yes, there was. And it involved Scarlett Johansson being very pissed because Disney breached their fucking contract, which I would be mad too, because she was actually going to make an extra $6 million on ticket sales. Yes. Had the movie made over 900 million. But Disney Plus decided we're going to release it on the theater and on streaming at the same, at the time. same time. Yeah, this this is whenever the streaming wars were like at its peak, Did and they like really everybody, were. HBO Max was like totally, um, which is like Warner Brothers. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, like so, like Warner Brothers stuff, like Dune was like doing that too. Like the 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 final Matrix installment or whatever also did that um i think they call it day and date releasing where it's like in the theaters and hits the streaming platform at the same time so yeah i would i would also uh want my lawyers to give somebody a call if the- I- I would be very irritated, especially if that was in yeah. my contract. Because Black Widow is such like an iconic Avengers character and has never had their standalone film yet. And and spoiler alert, I do believe that this the concept of this movie came out in the timeline after she's already dead in Avengers Endgame, right? So okay, so I, I can actually tell you this, and I can't remember who the person's name is, but she watched all of the Avengers films, everything to find out mm-hmm. when Natasha, the, a time frame when Natasha wasn't with the Avengers. So it happened right after they disbanded. And yeah. then, um, so it happens right after but they the, disbanded. But the release of this movie was after she yes. dies in, in Avengers Endgame. It is. And if you notice at the very, very end of the movie, there is. I waited for it and I watched it. Yes. So and it when, does how take did place. Julie, 
How did, how did like Julia Louis, Louis <laughs> Dreyfus? I had no clue. Like Julia Louis Dreyfus is like one of my favorite like actors of all time. I, I no love clue. her so much. Like, where does she like? I haven't. Okay, so no nope. backstory. I have never ever seen an Avengers movie. I did not watch Endgame. I will eventually. I have seen now Black Widow and the first Captain America, and that's it. Let's see. And the, unlike I have so watched them Julia all, Louis but I don't remember her being. In- John, I was actually shocked to see her because she is what's um, I'm sorry. What's Florence Pugh's character's name? It is um, Elena. It is Elena. Yeah, correct. Yelena. Oh, Yelena. I don't know who this woman is in relation <laughs> to Yelena. She's got um. She's got like a blue streak, a blue or purple streak yes. in her hair. But I've never like, seen Yelena before this either. Yeah. So, yeah. And so for context, um, the like the post credit scene is Florence Pugh paying a visit to um, Natasha's uh, grave. Natasha's grave. So we're like, OK, so we're now we're we're, we're current time. Yes. And uh, obviously the snap has happened. And uh, the world is changed and she gets a visit from this mysterious uh, person play, played by uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, who is obviously like hiring her to assassinate and kill people. Hawkeye, and, like, more specifically. Yeah, she gives her an assignment and it's specifically Hawkeye who uh, is responsible for Natasha's not really death. not really responsible for Natasha's death, but no. kind of sort of. But was like there, but obviously uh, Yelena is being coerced and being told that he did it. So she might be misguided. And well, so we'll we'll see in future installments. I actually am interested to know because I know there is a Hawkeye show, which I have not watched. I haven't watched the any of the series, but uh, me neither. But I know that Yelena is in there. Can I tell you something also that's kind of interesting is Emma Watson was up for Yelena before Florence Pugh. What happened? Uh, They went with Florence Pugh because of one of her roles. They saw her at something, a movie, something about family is in the title. God, I wish I could remember that. Fighting with my family. Fighting with my family. Fighting with uh, fighting with my family was Florence Pugh's like real, real breakout. Yeah. There were people really started to notice her. So Florence Pugh, because of that movie, actually tipped her over the edge for Emma Watson, which honestly, I really can't imagine someone else playing the role of Yelena than Florence Pugh. She did perfectly. Uh, Yeah. Like if we're going to talk about performances like Florence Pugh, like kills it. I mean, even whenever she's delivering like lackluster expected quips and dialogue, there's something about the way she performs it where you're like oh like she's very interesting to watch and like making actual choices well it's it is it's and well she's a natural though i mean she's so she's so talented yeah like she's i can't wait to see um uh what's that movie um (laughs) she's kill your darling yeah no that's the one with daniel radcliffe um that's the other game one Right. Something with Darling in the title. It's the one is, that Olivia Wilde did. Yeah, yeah. The one that's shrouded and shrouded at this point in drama. 
Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, good for them. Like everybody's going to see it and know about it. Yeah, and it makes me think if it's a PR stunt, but like, I guess Florence Pugh. I feel like, yeah. I don't know. Dude, I have no clue. <laughs> it feels like PR because no one was talking about it until all of the drama. Uh, yeah. And like, there's so much drama. I mean, between Shia LaBeouf, like exiting, being fired, but then now he's saying that he wasn't fired. He quit. Sending videos being like, we didn't have time to actually prepare Florence Pugh no longer having like anything to do with Olivia Wilde and said she will stop promoting the movie after the Venice Film Festival. Interesting. But then they're also then Olivia Wilde comes out and says that like that's all clickbait fodder. Like we are fine. Like everything's good, except for it doesn't really but feel like are it. They? Are they think, good? I don't Do you think, think so. they're good. Plus, it all started with Olivia Wilde getting served papers. At- <laughs> yes. While promoting this film to like. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> wild, dude? Uh, yeah. It started so then Ted Lasso gets thrown into the mix. It all happened. And guess what? It was so funny because I saw a meme yesterday being like Chris Pine somehow floating above all of this. He's been, how, how is that happening? He's been unscathed by all of it. Wait, Chris Pine, how how is he supposed to? I guess Chris Pine is in this movie, which I had no oh. I had no idea. Nobody's talking about him. No, I guess that's the only reason why. And I was like, why is Chris Pine? Um I so good for him, I guess, but like, are you gonna watch the movie? I mean, I'm going to watch the movie because I, I really I'm a fan of Florence Pugh. Just Me to too. Like I think she's really totally, good. Yeah. The first thing I saw her in was like sort of this throwaway uh, supernatural film that's on Netflix. Um, I think it's called like Malevolent or something like that. And uh, she it's like a lackluster. She's surrounded by mediocrity in that in that film. But she herself always stands out. Well, here's the thing. I believe that you and I have talked about Florence Pugh before. Um, And I remember I remember kind of saying, like, I wasn't sure really how I felt about her. Not that she isn't a great actress, but But now you're sure. Well, the thing, the only reason why is because her her career trajectory is so strange to me. It's like overnight success. Well, it is. It's like she shot to fame so fast, but like the roles and the movies she's been in, it feels like um, I don't, it kind of feels. I, I don't know what the word is for it, but it is it's almost a conf- like a spontaneous, like a, kind like, a of. like it was she didn't follow that formula that to be a star that you do. I feel like I feel like people just latched right. onto her because she has charisma and she's charming and like she has charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Right. Exactly. And, the, and the, so at this point, fixings. so at this point, I'm like actually fully in. I'm yeah, fully I'm, in. I'm, I am invested. I'm I mean, after she like fulfills her Marvel Studios like uh, contracts, which is going to take up like 10 years of her life now. I mean, I'm eating, she's That's better for it, it. Is she not going to have the most money in the world? Yeah. But like her side projects, like she's going to be like winning Oscars left and right. It's crazy. Like, I'm sure that like, don't worry, darling. That's the title. Yeah. Don't worry, and darling. Chris, Pri- Chris Pine plays a character named Frank. And to be Frank, to be Frank, he <laughs> plays a person named Frank. <laughs> He's like, I am to be frank. Yeah. Also, uh, he's really hot, dude. Like, yeah, he's, it's like weird. Mm-mm. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Who, who cares? We're not talking about him. <laughs> we're not going down <laughs> that trap. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about Black Widow. And obviously, if you can't tell already, 
Florence Pugh steals the show. <laughs> well, dude. Okay, so her and Scarlett Johansson really work well together. They really do. The whole entire cast. I had no idea Rachel Weiss was in this, by the way. Uh, yeah, that was a surprise. So, I mean, the synopsis, I mean, not a whole bunch happens. It's very sort of contained story-wise. Which, um, which by I the appreciated. way, I loved that this felt so separate from everything else. Yeah, and it was kind of like clean screen screenwriting because if because they start out with it took like, them eleven days to write the screenplay. By the way, uh, what for this movie? That's ridiculous. Eleven this, this, days, John. This actually only has three credited writers, and yeah. for a two hundred million dollar uh, budget movie, which this is a two hundred million dollar budget, is two hundred million done correctly. Yeah, it looks like $200 million. Yes. It feels like $200 million. But if you go back and watch the Gray Man on Fire, I mean, listen to Gray <laughs> Man gray, on Fire, yes. you will find a perfect example of a $200 million movie that really you're like, where'd that money go? Honestly, it's went into someone's pocket. And I don't know who's all of yeah. Chris. It yeah, went so into Chris's those numbers and, and actually get an accountant and see who's walking around with at least a hundred million dollars in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, but we digress. Um, oh, by the way, this is directed by Kate Shortland, which is like, I looked her up. She hasn't really done anything of note, but it must've been somebody that Scarlett Johansson really wanted to work with. It was. But no, she pulled it, was. it off. Scarlett actually came to her because Kate didn't want to do the movie originally. Interesting. And there was a director uh, named Chloe Zhao, I believe. I d- please don't. Oh, Chloe, Z- Chloe Zhao did. Um, did she did. The, yes. Event, the, the, uh, the Eternals. What, the Eternals. She passed on a, this to do the Eternals. I did see the Eternals. but I, I have not watched that. I didn't uh, count it as like a Marvel movie because it doesn't register as a Marvel movie to me. Which is kind of cool, too. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. No. Yeah. So she passed on this movie to do Eternals, just FYI. So Scarlett reached out to the director, um, Kate, and was Mm -hmm. like, she liked one of her movies. It was. um, Oh, gosh, I can't remember what the name of the movie is. It's irrelevant. She really loved her work and said, can you please direct this? (laughs) And so that's why we got this movie. That's star power, hunty. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to change your life forever because I just want to work with you. She's like, please. And guess what? It paid off. Yeah, it did a very good job, in my opinion. Like, um, so they start out um, as like a young Florence Pugh and young Scarlett Johansson. They're living in Ohio with their parents, played by Rachel Weisz. Yes. Um, and David Harbour. Uh-huh. From Stranger Things. Fame. Yes. If you guys don't know, also, young Scarlett Johansson is um, Wes Anderson Ever. and Mila Jovovich's daughter. No way. Yep. Uh, it is. And she Ever, speaks oh, Russian. Ever, BT Ever Anderson. Oh, that makes sense because Mila Jovovich. And she has a green belt in Taekwondo, which is why she got the role. <laughs> wow. Well, they really underutilized her talent. They really could have done only more. in the very beginning. <laughs> well, they usually they could have done more, but I was like, she's great. Who is this? And of course. Yeah. And also, did I say uh, Wes Anderson? You it, did. It's not Wes Anderson. Is it not Wes Anderson? Doesn't Wes Anderson do the um the goofy ones? Yes, yes. Is it another Anderson? It's the one who does the Resident Evils. 
why why was his name escaping me? Oh, I don't know, but I know who you're talking about, but I don't know the first okay, name. Okay, it's irrelevant. Okay, please keep going. Okay, cool. Annie, who's it? So they're just like an action star family, which is so relatable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of action star families, uh, let's get back to our characters here. Yes. It, is a, it is a sprawling cold open that starts out just before dinner as the, in the late evening as the fireflies are coming out. And, um, and they're, just, they're just getting ready for dinner. Dad, David Harbour, comes home from work. Looks like he's in some kind of a science facility of some kind of work. And he's just like very so- soberly is like, uh, we got to get the fuck out of here now. <sighs> and so uh, they just basically abandon their entire Ohio life. And they start just driving down a road. And they get to um, a, a sort of a ramshackle airport. And they get on a plane and shit really goes south for them. Well, it's the first time you see that David Harbour's character can. I When he threw that metal thing, I said, who is this? It comes, comes out of nowhere. I said, I'm who like, the oh. hell is this? He threw this massive metal thing yeah. to get He's on an airplane. He's a guy with like super, he has superhero strength and abilities. And um, he, so yeah, so it's like you're, you're. I thought it was a cool choice to like start out really small, like a regular Ohio yes. existence in the suburbs. And then like. Suddenly you're thrust into this. They really paid. They really made it uh, sort of like rise slowly throughout that cold open, which was cool. And then like suddenly the mom isn't just a housekeeper, uh, like a home uh, person. Yeah, she right. flies planes and can take a bullet. Uh, yeah. Her, her <laughs> name is Melina. By the way, that's a hot name, especially Mortal Kombat. Yes. Like, give oh, me a yeah. break. But also... Quick question for all of you in Ohio. Uh, email us at meangirlsinterrupted at gmail.com and tell us when the first time was you chose to do meth. So just, <laughs> FY, just go ahead and do that for us. Thank you. What gives you superhuman strength? <laughs> yeah. So just, te- so just tell us. Uh, Episode but, sponsored by Crystal Meth. <laughs> yes. So and Diet Sprite. So, sorry, John, but please continue. I had to. You know? Oh, right. So anyway, so uh, they they narrowly escape peril. There are people after them shooting guns. There's a lot of gun shooting in this movie. And then so they uh, they arrive in Russia. I Cuba. Guess. They Cuba. land in Cuba. But there are an awful lot of Russians around them. Um, there are and so the, many. And they're like, take these girls and put them into assassination training and or assassin training. And uh, um. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess like Natasha had already undergone it, but at a much younger age. She had, because if you if you remember, she was fully capable and able to fly a dinghy, a plane (laughs) that was so small. Um, Yeah. And so um, so the parents basically abandon them and like just give them into this like assassin girl, the widow program or whatever. Yeah. Basically and Red Sparrow. They are become Red Sparrows starring um, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like the, the stain on her career. The, oh. that movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. That's, but that's not what we're talking Don't do about it. today. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, so cut to um, Natasha some, at some point in the Avengers timeline where she is on the run. She is sort of a disgraced Avenger at this point in time. And um, but we don't talk about them very much in this film. They actually and did that on purpose. <clears throat> yeah. They don't talk about them and they don't want to. Yeah. So. They're, 
They're just like, don't even. They don't want to. Um, they wanted to keep a Black Widow. So you will not hear the Avengers spoken of almost at all. Right. Probably at the request of Scarlett Johansson. Most likely. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so we also, so we catch up with her, she's on the run, whatever, but we also catch up with, um, with Florence Pugh, Yelena, she is a part of an assassination lady squadron, and she's about to, like, assassinate, uh, snipe out some people with her team of gals, and, uh, so th- things go wrong, she chases this, the, her mark, who's another lady, uh, uh, on foot and, but the lady, um, after, after Florence delivers some uh, killer stab wounds and like fatally wounded. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She like sticks the knife into her stomach and just twists it very Uh, coldly, very assassination-y. Yeah. There was nothing behind those eyes. She twisted the knife and afterwards did a quick slice out of the stomach. Yeah, like she was like picking up groceries was a look on her face. Oh, yeah, it was a real walk in the park for her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like she's making dinner. That was like the vibe I was getting. Dude, for and then the, <laughs> the, like, um, uh, yeah, but the but the surprise, this lady blasts her in the face with like some crazy red. I kind of like the visual effect of this. Like I did. I did as well. Yeah, it looks like this crazy like potion and turns out to be an antidote. And Florence Pugh was sort of like she like sort of wakes up out of this fugue and she's like, what the fuck am I doing and why am I killing my friend? Yeah, she notices her friend uh, and she's like, oh, my God, no, no. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, shit. Dawns on her immediately. She's like, we're under some kind of mind control going on. I got to get out of here. Immediately defects from the, the ragtag crew of brainwashed assassination ladies. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and so she's immediately targeted as a liability on the run. Yep. And uh, oh, she, what she what don't she forget. takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, please. Yeah, sorry. She takes a, like a, a whole handful of the, this red antidote from this her friend she just killed. And she uh, finds a safe place for it by mailing it incognito. To Scarlett Johansson, who she hasn't seen since they were separated as children. What an asshole. She's like, here, your problem. She said, "Mm, something's after me, but not for long. She said, you have a P.O. box first. How I was basically like tag your it. Sorry, dude, honestly, she really (laughs) did. Yeah. So they have they they come together because of this. Well, After she defects, don't forget, this is when the assassin girls, they call their leader. And they're like, by the way, uh, Yelena is MIA, she said, bye. And um, so that is when they activate the um, what's it called? Uh, The secret special strong weapon. I don't remember. They said it once. Yeah, it's like basically all of the Avengers. It's a super soldier. Yes, it's some super soldier. They activate a masked helmeted. Very geared up super soldier that has a disc shield, very reminiscent of Captain America. Yes. And by the way, the, when I first saw that mask person, I was like, dead mouse has entered the building. Dead mouse has entered the building. It's not even or dead no. mouse. It would be, um, who are the <laughs> other ones? Daft Punk. It'd be Daft Punk and yeah, dead Daft mouse. Daft Punk was just like, hey, we're just going to. Honestly, we're not going to DJ anymore, but we're going to be a brainwashed assassin. What if it had been a dead mouse helmet? 
I mean, that's I mean, I, I feel like there is an existing contention between Dead Mouse and Disney already. Probably, huh? Because I know that there's like a copyright thing be, based off of the the helmet that he wears. Well, the Mickey Mouse helmet. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, <clears throat> a cough, cough. Um. So, yeah. So they come together, Yelena and um, uh. Natasha. Uh, Natasha. <laughs> the Black Widow. The Black Widow. Uh, she uh they, they they come together and um they they duke it out first because they're not sure if they can trust one another. By the way, John, um for someone who loves a femme fatale, that first yeah. fight scene was so incredible between the two of them trying <laughs> to kill each other in that room. It really was. I was just like, oh, they're gonna duke it out. I'm like, whoa, they are like fucking each other up. This is if you for real, if you're listening right now and you love a femme fatale, watch this movie because, dude, you're going to get good action with badass women just kicking ass the whole time. Yes, it is like it is. It is a no holds bar uh, lady fest. Knife fight. Knives and guns. Yes. And planes and also falling down from extremely high heights. Yes. Falling off of things. Yes. Um, Yeah, they do. They take some real real punches here yeah because after this um so this whole meeting of these two sisters they um are immediately um found out by this ragtag team of uh, assassination ladies and there's like this whole like rooftop foot rooftop foot chase scene from one of the assassins where that whole moment where they like um there's like a smoke sack or a chimney or whatever concrete chimney and they like unhinge it and then tip it over and fall along with it. And then the the lady chasing after them falls off of it. Uh-huh. And you watch her hit that ground. And I'm like, damn, they did not come to play today. No. And you hear it smack and you're like, that actually sounds you can hear the smack of the concrete on the it's body. Like whenever like if you've ever like taken a kind of a big fall onto the back, like all the air uh-huh. The wind gets knocked out of you. Like I'm, I was like, ooh, yeah, no, she's <laughs> trauma. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, and so uh, there, there, she dies because uh, yeah, it Drakov. turns out Drakov is actually able to control what she is doing from like an iPad, basically, and it makes her shoot herself in the face before uh, being saved. Actually, um, antidoted. We should tell. Yeah, we should tell them. Drakov is the person who runs the red room. Scarlett Johansson believes that Drakov has been killed by her at another point. Well, Drakov is still alive, oh, taking assassins. This. I have to ask this of you because I'm not familiar with the franchise or the timeline. Um, but you've seen them all and you kind of are familiar. Uh, is Drakov ever referenced in any other movie? The thing is, like, John, do you see that thing that she feels so guilty about? Like she's made a mistake and there was like collateral damage of like killing Drakov's young daughter in an effort just to kill him. No, and actually that was really surprising to me because I it actually it added an element to Natasha where I was like, whoa, she truly was like. Collateral I'm going to kill this little Nata- girl to get to you. <laughs> Natasha is this MCU character that a lot of people don't realize is like she has had a beginning since 1964 is when she first hit the comics. And she's had she's technically 90 years old plus Whoa. based off the comics. And she is supposed to be a superhero, but that's neither here nor there. She's been injected just like Captain America. Yeah, but you don't yeah. really touch base. But I'm telling you right now, I truly can't remember 
I can't remember the Dracov thing. Yeah, and but it's, like a, it's a big source of guilt and pain for it her. It is. But that's the whole point of this. Dracov has the girl who's just smashed into the ground. He has a button that can kill her because she has a chip implanted into her face. Yeah. And so he blows her up. Something happens in her face and she's electrically killed. And that is when Yelena is like, do you believe me now? Right. And she's like, yeah. She's like, (laughs) because that's when. Sure sure thing. Yeah. Because when they have the knife fight, Yelena's like, you really think Drakov's dead? She's like, I killed him. She's like, yeah, he's dead. She's like, that's what you believe. So anyway. So now they have the the tension and the mission of getting to the red room and really actually killing Drakov. Yep. But the Red Room is like this mysterious sort of mythological, legendary place that may or may not actually exist. But in order to get there, they have to find their parents, starting with the dad, (laughs) who is in a crazy Siberian prison for like superhero people. And he is just living his life, uh, arm wrestling all the time. Breaking people's wrists while arm wrestling. Yeah. And uh, so David Harbour is like past his prime. He's sort of uh, he used to be like this famed Captain America esque superhero costume superhero. uh, But he is uh, has a former glory now. Yeah. And lots of weird tattoos, except for on his shoulder. He has two tattoos. They're roses. And underneath each one of the roses is uh, Russian letters that say Yelena and Natasha. Oh, cute. Yep. Yeah. So like he does carry like sort of the the emotional, uh, uh, I guess, because like the, everybody else is a stone cold badass in his family from Melina to uh, Yelena and Natasha. Like they they all can put their emotions compartmentalized, but he's like sort of is is kind of a, a sad sap. And that's part of the comedy. He is the emotional one. All the other ones, they really don't. I feel like they are. um uh, that part of them has been killed and crushed down <laughs> yes. and set ablaze somewhere deep down in their cold hearts. I don't know <laughs> if you'd call it a sociopathic thing, but it's like you kind of have to um, mimic. They're traumatized. Well, you have to like mimic emotion because none of them have it really. Or, I, or mean, do they not? Because that is why not. Well, the real strength is uh, having the emotion and being able to uh, cold blooded kill people anyway uh yeah because when they decide they're gonna <laughs> That's kill real strength john when they decide they're gonna kill people uh kill drakov remember they're like you want to go kill him and she's like that sounds like a lot of work but it also sounds like a lot of fun yeah and i was like oh <laughs> they're like they're like action junkies they can't do anything normal ever no which i appreciate um, good for you yeah yeah um, uh, so anyway, so they spring, uh, so they, Florence Pugh and Scarlet, they take like some crazy ass looking Russian helicopter helicopter and, uh, they spring him out of jail, which is like a big to do, which results in like an avalanche basically killing everybody, but them. John, that happened, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is where, this is where this is going. I'm like, oh, but Scarlett Johansson's character is just like the only source of pain and guilt is that one piece of collateral damage. She did not care about like, a single what about, the, what about these hundreds of people? Nope. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so they, they spring him out and he, there's obviously like a character dynamics conflict. Uh, cause the last time they saw their dad, he basically sold them into like assassination training yep. forever. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, yeah. 
And so they uh, they realize that the red room may not actually exist. And the dad does not know where it is. He has zero clue. But he does know somebody who might know. Yep. Cut to farm with a bunch of pigs there. And it is Rachel Weiss, and she is controlling the minds of these pigs with an iPad, a similar, similar iPad to uh, uh, Dracov's. Yes. To that Dracov's. we saw earlier, mm-hmm. who's using it for the assassination girls. Yes. And so it turns out Rachel Weiss wasn't just some uh, homemaker in Ohio. She was a full on Russian scientist who was developing and basically engineering every all the bad shit technology that Dracoff employs today yep. for mind control. Yep. And she's just like, she was like, yeah, it's just cool, blah, blah, blah. And then whenever the, the girls and dad come in, she's like, let's just dinner is basically just a bottle of vodka. And they're they're around the <laughs> table drinking vodka very heavily. Honestly, warm it up first. Like, God damn. Yeah, that like really was dinner. They didn't even. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the people I mean, I think Yelena's like, I don't want any food. And then she takes a shot. Um, but yeah, so they we, they have like a real kind of heartbreaking realization of uh, the bad that R- Rachel Weiss was injecting into the world she thought she was just doing science but mm. no and she was but she but it gets personal for her whenever she uh it's revealed to her that florence Pugh, her own daughter was a victim of mind control for of her own technology which she yeah she really was like oh i had no idea so you kind of see she, a heart right there yeah so like these are flawed characters which i did appreciate yeah me too because the whole time you're thinking well none of them give a shit like they're yeah. all just and redemption and guilt and redemption is a is a constant theme throughout this thing. So I appreciated that it uh, was connected to every character. I do like I actually fully enjoyed the dinner scene, by the way. I thought it was very yeah. cool to see the family aspect of it. Right. And right. the dysfunction. And then, <laughs> like, like they're all just like stone cold killer people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so after this, they um, so they discover that the red room, uh, does exist, and there's a secret plan that we're not privy to at this point. No, but long story short, it is a uh, Rachel Vice's character um, uh, double crosses the family at nighttime, and uh, Barkanov's what's his name again? Drakov. Drakov Barkanov. <laughs> I do like Barkanov too. <laughs> Barkanov's ice cream. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so like uh, they they swoop in and capture the entire family and take them prisoner to the Red Room, which is this really cool, like evil headquarters in the sky. John, I thought it was cool, too. I was like, oh, you have a floating headquarters. You're very evil. Like yeah, you have to like, be super like, evil to have flying like, headquarters. <laughs> right. Just like to keep it afloat for decades. Um, how has but, nobody noticed that in airspace? Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like it's like in the stratosphere. It is very high up. It's also really cool looking exterior too. It just looks I know, like right? it really it was, looked cool. It looked ominous. It looked like two hundred million dollars. It That's actually did. Like. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Evil compound in the sky. Like who? Like whatever. I mean, I don't know if it's a direct pull from the comics or if it was like. At this engineer, point, whatever great choice to feature it in this movie with it being a comic, you can literally go anywhere with it. So even if it I wasn't, know. you can do 
anything. The sky's the limit. The sky truly is <laughs> the limit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so a lot of shit goes down in this third act um, where they manage to um, uh, free the minds of uh, of the of the Red Widows, I guess. I don't know. Um, of the Widows. The Widows. Yeah. The, the brainwashed assassin girls. Yeah, There's the like Black 50 Widows. Of them there. The Black Widows, they are all of the same caliber as yes. the, our Scarlett Johansson character. This is where they are trained and um, and mind controlled. So they give them the antidote, which is delivered um, by Florence Pugh. And I thought that was a good choice to have Florence Pugh be the one that actually deploys the antidote, freeing their mind. Yes, I like that as well. Brings her uh, character full, full circle. Scarlett Johansson gets a full circle moment by being the not by well, by by uh by facing and confronting um Dracov. Uh Dracov and she discovers that our crazy super assassin that's in the Daft Punk helmet yes. is actually the adult uh daughter that she thought was collateral damage but she's being mind controlled by her own father. Yep. I and thought that was pretty cool cuz I had no clue who was under that thing. Yeah, and let me tell you, she whooped ass. Oh, and I have to tell you, during one of the fight scenes, you remember when the claws came out? Yeah. Do you remember when Dracov said they can mimic any hero they've ever seen? So you can was fight Was that just, Wolverine? No, it was Black Panther. <gasps> oh. She was mimicking so come Black, up against Pan- Black Panther. She was mimicking Black Panther and did the exact same pose. What? Yeah, because she she kind of like alternates her styles, her fighting styles, all yes. the different Avengers. Yep. Yeah. So she's uh, she's basically all of your favorite Avengers rolled into one. That's a powerful human. bitch, dude. Yeah, she's then, scary. Um, yeah, she is very scary. But um, her mind isn't freed until later because uh, Rachel Vice's character uh, makes sure that this red room starts to fall out of the sky with everybody. Well, in she it. did it on accident. She was like, um, <laughs> I've made a mistake and then accidentally blows the place. She's up. Like we got to get out of here. So hurry up, uh, achieve your goals and missions. Cause we're going to die. She has no sense uh, of humor, which also is really funny. Um, there's but, uh, like, nothing about it. <laughs> she's very like dry delivery, which she I really truly was like, I've made a mistake. Uh, we yeah. need to leave immediately. Right. Just letting you FYI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, um, and so as everything's falling out of the sky, um, um, David Harbour and Rachel Weiss, they escape on a plane. But Florence Pugh, uh, she um, and so do all the, the freed Red Widows. They get on a uh, Black Widows. They get onto a plane and then fly off. But all this shit's exploding, falling apart to pieces, all this debris. Uh, Florence Pugh jumps onto Dracov's um, plane and yes. blows it up. Which. <laughs> Was awesome <laughs> to see his glasses fly right the fuck off. Yeah. And like, so he burns up. He's totally dead. And but she obviously sacrificed herself to, in order to do this. And she gets knocked unconscious and is now in free fall towards the earth. And so Scarlett Johansson, seeing this happen, dives off into the air. Into after nothing. Her. And I thought that I have this the whole like free fall action sequence was very cool. It's like zero gravity. It's I was just nuts. about to say this is how a free fall action scene happens. And it, the gray man took that shit from this movie. I was I thought that too while I was watching it. And I, I was, was like, like gray man. Hmm. 
they compel like who's also connected to uh the avengers franchise the russo brothers who directed the gray man i like mm. how like so yeah i love though i will say this when scarlett johansson is free falling and she grabs that um so first she gets the um the parachute yeah as she's falling through and she narrowly avoids um getting stuck in the helicopter she like flies through both of those doors as it's yeah i just thought it was really cool it's there's so much going on and like they like kudos to the director on this and like everybody doing this crazy ass free fall sequence it's a big idea yeah it is (laughs) um and so yeah not only are they being shot at while free falling from free falling henchmen and also a free falling super soldier assassin yes at like hot on your tail she also manages to um save her sister she does and and put a parachute on her and uh and she free falls to safety but then like what i missed was like the moment where like the super assassin and Scarlett Johansson like hit the ground and how they didn't just splat. Okay. So no. Okay. So that happened very quickly because within the same moment of Scarlett Johansson putting that parachute on Yelena. So Natasha puts it on Yelena. Yelena hits the parachute. It goes up. Super soldier is now attacking Scarlett, but realizes that they're going to hit the ground. So the super soldier releases their own parachute and it's enough for them to kind of hit the ground hard, but not splat. Oh, so the super soldier like inadvertently saves Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Character. So character it ha- dynamics. So it happens. Like <laughs> it literally happens in the blink of an eye. Because yeah, I was I, like, so confused. They I was were, like on the ground and I was like, what just happened here? Like, yes. how are they not dead? You'll notice. They were falling pretty hard and fast. They did it very quick. It was super quick. It was just enough for them to be like, yeah. Well, because they're superhuman, so you can hit the ground and not die yeah. clearly. True, true, true. But, They've been through worse, I think. But, yeah. Uh, and so how does this end again? Yeah. So she basically antidotes the super soldier and they stop fighting. They get in a battle. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. And then it ends with that Scarlett Johansson not wanting to kill her and, uh, antidotes are everybody's free now. Yeah. And they have, they have their whole resolution moment. The mom and dad come back. They're injured, but fine. Yep. Yelena, Yelena, um, is, uh, the Black Widows come back for them to make yes. sure they're all right. And Yelena goes with them to join their whole assassin thing. Yes. And, so does um, Melina, though. Melina leaves. And so does um, yes. David Harbour's character. What's his name? It's um, Red. Uh, Alexi. Alexi. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they all leave with this band of Black Widows. And and they say goodbye to Natasha, who is being pursued by um, the American government, the American government. She's like, I'll deal with them. You guys go and make a clean escape and I'll just do this and I'll I'll catch you around the corner some time in life. And then so she ends up uh, we cut to her. She's got a cabin in what looks like Wyoming. Yeah, and like somehow her friend connection like uh, brings her the Avengers super jet. Yeah, he says, this is what I can get you with time and money. And then they laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah, and then she basically goes on to rejoin the Avengers. Yep. And And that's basically how the movie ends. 
that's the end. And then you get the post credit sequence that a uh, post credit scene that we uh, basically started this with. Florence Pugh is the new Black Widow. So, yeah. Which is really kind of cool, too. I like how they kind of arcs into the sister because I do love Yelena. I think the character is very cool. They did a very good job. That's a high pressure scenario for an actor like Florence Pugh to be like, I got to pull this off because the franchise is coming to me. Like people got to like me. Yeah. But it's but also how, weird too. Like you're joining a movie with these heavy hitters already where. Yeah. Like Scarlett Johansson makes like $20 million for these things. I don't know how much they make, but yeah. That's an insane amount. It's an insane amount of money. Um, but she really pulled it off and they worked really well together. And yeah, they had chemistry for sure. Yeah, it was an, like one of the cool things, one of like a cool piece of trivia with this movie is so Black Widow has a very um, she has a very distinct way of landing on the ground and flipping her um, hair back in her yeah. pose. Very self-aware of that throughout this movie. But in real life, Florence Pugh actually teased Scarlett Johansson about that. (laughs) Um, That's funny. And they included it in the script. That's hilarious. Yeah. So they were like, you know what? Let's add that element. And I think it works because it acts as like like sibling sibling dynamics and rivalry and this funny like neat like um, elbow jab. So, right. And they're always like sort of at odds a little bit and throughout the course of the movie. And like Florence Pugh is like a ragtag, like very much like a street level assassin. Honestly, she's gritty. Yeah. Who doesn't really do the poses. But Scarlett Johansson is there has a very signature posing uh, assassin nature, which is like. I think whenever you're first introduced to the Black Widow in Iron Man, they yeah Iron Man that's like the first thing she does is she does that little leg move and then does her like crouch pose. Yeah, so you get everyone kind of knows what it is, but I think that's kind of a cool piece of trivia. Yeah, it was fun. It like adds. I mean, yeah, but I I enjoyed watching this. John, I like this movie. I I, I'm not gonna lie. After it was over, I was thinking. It feels like a standalone film. Yeah. Which they were trying to make because sometimes if you're trying to make a standalone, if you include other elements, it's going to take away from it. Yeah. Which is why or like you have or you have cameos of other uh, yep. like people in the franchise, characters in the franchise. I'm like, so glad they didn't do that because this I thought they were kick ass. I truly yeah. thought those fight scenes, that fight scene in the kitchen was good. so cool. Yeah, they were like really brutal fight scenes. There's like adult dark themes. There is. Uh, which I didn't come to expect from an Avengers movie, but I also don't know what they are now. Like, are they dark now? I don't know. They've always they they have an element of darkness to them because I mean, obviously, it's PG-13. In my honest opinion, there shouldn't be one of these movies that isn't rated R because it's pure violence. And that's just what it is, including from a comic book standpoint, these would be rated R. Yeah, but but they got a PG-13 it out. They also have to like four quadrant the hell out of it where it appeals to like adults, everyone, uh, children, um, younger. I mean, older children, like teenagers, also older um, adults as well. And then the Mormons. Right, so exactly. five. It's five for some, for some reason, the Mormons are completely allowed to watch everything Disney, they especially have, the Avengers. Yes. So they have to appeal to the Mormons because there's a lot yeah. of them. And yeah. so uh, with that said, I mean, 
I don't, I just thought they did it really well. I think they pulled it off. Yeah, it was like, it was cool. And also it was a really smart choice to crowd the Natasha character with like really great, like supporting cast. I agree. Like, like Rachel Vice is in it from the midpoint on really. And she brings something, something refreshing to the table. Like, and David Harbour, although like I wasn't really understanding a word he was saying, I was like, I appreciated his performance. <laughs> oh, John, you should have kept those subtitles on. <clears throat> oh, okay. Listen, yeah. lady, I, I will, <laughs> since I don't use your account, I can't just leave the subtitles on, which I don't think I turned <laughs> off. Oh, well, I'm not your account. Have to toggle. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. But we both Disney plus, we do have our own accounts and this yes. is a joke. Yes. It's this just is, a running joke that John and I have are, between each other. We read our terms of service agreement and we <laughs> honor it to the full ex- extent to that. Apparently it's a legal document. Cool. I've never not read mm. the full document. Yeah. Full compliance. I make sure of it. Before I sit down and watch something on Disney Plus, I reread the terms of service just to be <laughs> double check and make sure. John, you're so smart. I'm going to start doing that, I know. too. And I'm a really good person. You are, John. Just a, <laughs> just a prime example I of how to be a person. A person. Yeah. So, um, so what I about enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I like, so what was like your favorite part of this movie, by the way? Because I feel like there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, but um, I think my favorite part of this movie. Oh, it's re- honestly, it's really hard to say because there is a lot going on. I just think as a whole, it worked. I don't I can't pick something in particular. Um, yeah. I really like that cold open. That was like the cold open was very cool because I felt bad. The girls were like leaving. Yeah, um, I mean, like up until the point where they escape into the sky. Yes. Like it. It starts off with them just playing in the backyard. And then that scene just doesn't even stop until they're like being shot at in an airplane and then being taken to the red room. And they have no idea what's going on. No, the poor yeah. girls are just like, Ugh. I thought that was very cool. But I will say, I think. I think that any of the scenes really involving um, Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh, really, I yeah. thought that they worked really well together. Yeah, that was like excellent casting. Anything with for them, sure. it worked. Yeah, like good for Florence Pugh. I'm excited to see. Like, we're it feels like we're just at the beginning of her career, even though it's been like a, a while. while. It's been a while. Like, I, I feel like we're like she's got nowhere to go but up. But Can't it's funny. It's funny you should say that though, because if you really think about it, Scarlett Johansson's career, did it start with like the horse whisperer? Is that what the movie was called? Or is that Natalie Portman? No, I I think it was supposed to be Natalie Portman, but it went to Scarlett Johansson. So you have Scarlett Johansson, whose career started with the horse whisperer, then went to Ghost World, which, by the way, she was an indie darling. Her career, obviously, she's been a household name, but not until Marvel did she truly blow up. It's very true, actually. She's been, if you've watched Scarlet, you've known that she's a great, great performer. But until and she Marvel, was always in, in pre like social media, she was already a celebrity already. And she was like doing music and doing interesting things. But she was very much like a sex kitten. Yep. And in, in 
in every sense of the word like that she was put out there as that and then she did some woody allen movies that really solidified her as like an oscar type of contender yes and um yeah she's just great yeah and then but yeah you're right like marvel her decision to do marvel like yeah marvel skyrocketed her dude it's at this point but i kind of miss like her i know that she still does the smaller movies but it's almost like like i want her to just do that now but here's the thing though if you really think about it so jojo rabbit was a movie that she was nominated for during the same time by the way florence Pugh was also nominated (gasps) for what they were doing this movie yeah. So Jojo Rabbit and Little Women at the same time, while this movie was being made, you have these two powerhouses doing this film. So what I want to say is Jojo Rabbit, while it was kind of a low key movie, it didn't. Right. But I mean, like Taika Waititi directed that movie yeah. and he he was coming off of uh, Thor. Yeah. yeah. Success. Yeah. But with that being said, like it wasn't marketed. Jojo Rabbit was not marketed as this massive thing. So while Scarlett Johansson is this major name and this major character, she's still, I think, picking roles that fly a little under the radar. Yes, yes, I do think that's the case. And since her, it's obviously the Black Widow chapter for her is closed officially. And she, uh, I'm interested to see what she does now, too. Me as well. I really want to know where she's going next. But Rotten Tomatoes. Do you have some Rotten, uh, rotten tomatoes, tomatoes for us? Yeah. So apparently the tomatometer was only 79%. I dis- I'm going to disagree. That's the critics meter. Oh. And, but the audience score was 91%. So this obviously I, hit. It hit a chord with a lot of people. Yeah. I'm I one of them. Like, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen all of the Avengers, but I would argue that this is probably one of the better ones. You don't need to see them, actually, to really because this story itself is so solid on its yeah. own. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You could watch this and not need to know anything else. Yeah. So good on you guys for the Black Widow people. Dude, um, but 11 days to write the script. Good fucking job. Like, yeah, I feel like that's not exactly true, by the way. You think um, they yeah. no, for real. They all said it took. 11 days for these people to create the complete script. That's crazy to me. I don't, maybe you're right. Maybe it's not true. I'm going like, to check that. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe about it's that. not true, but that is from my research. It was an 11 day process. Right. Right. Which I, I mean, also was like, I said, that's, I mean, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. These people are, are very you guys talented. just saying words that aren't true today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so the critics consensus was Black Widow's deeper themes are drowned out in all of the action, but it remains a solidly entertaining standalone adventure that's rounded out by a stellar supporting cast. Everything you said and everything we've said. Yes, but they kind of have a little a jab in their wording and the critics consensus. The deeper themes are drowned out like it. Bitch, it's an action movie. I'm sorry. It's a comic movie <laughs> drowned out by what? Yeah. But uh, so the audience says, however, Black Widow serves up another savory helping of the blockbuster Marvel formula with a fun family dynamic, adding extra character development in the midst of all the action. They're basically saying the same thing. <laughs> so they are. They're saying the same thing. But out of um, out of like 10 vodka dinners. Well, Vodka dinners. <laughs> Ten vodka dinners. I 
I'm going to stand with the audience on this. Um, I, I want to give it a nine. Wait, 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 wait. Is it too high? No, I'm going to give it a nine. I fully okay. enjoyed it. I fully nice. enjoyed the movie. Did it have for me? I wasn't sitting here being like, oh, that's a that's a flaw right there. Does it have flaws? Sure. There was obviously there was a moment when they were rescuing Alexi that I actually rewound when Scarlett Johansson was on the rope. Yeah. Which it, that was the only thing that really was like, ugh. Yeah. as far as editing. She's basically she's like <laughs> posing, like model posing. I uh, it kind of took me out right there. But that aside, that was one moment in time. It was a total of five seconds for fun. And because the movie's not serious, I will give it a nine. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. I'm going to have to give it an eight out of ten. Okay, vodka dinners. Vodka dinners, because although I did really enjoy what I what I was watching, like I was honestly like folding law. I was able to like fold laundry and stuff <laughs> like while watching it. Like I didn't have to like sit down and I wasn't like gripping and compelling, but I appreciated the, the elevation from like your typical, um, uh, uh Avengers fanfare or, or whatever. And it, it subverts expectations in like interesting ways. Yeah. So, so look, I agree with you on yeah. that. Your eight is perfect. Thank you. I so, am perfect. John. Duh. Yeah, there. <laughs> but yeah, totally enjoyed it. And um, but I would say we're out of time, you guys. We are out of time, unfortunately. We did kind of like we were going on a baking tangent earlier. We were going on a baking tangent, which is probably gonna be edited out. Oh, that's unfortunate because we're only just <laughs> barely we're just barely over. We're barely over, but hey. What I need to know from you, Travis. John, tell me. Is um, I really am glad that we have succeeded in recording yet another episode of Mean Girls Interrupted. Yeah, me too. And and looking at you what on my you, computer what, screen. What do you see? All the flaws? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, see, I see a lot of plants oh. in, the, in the mise-en-scene and... I, a pink I just glow, see, a pink glow. I see also a pink glow on your face. Yes. With, which is a perfect pairing for my very dear best friend, Travis. Oh, John, how dare you? And I just <laughs> love being with you here every, every time we record. Yeah, me too, John. But also, yeah. same. Well, minus the pink glow, because you don't have a pink glow. Oh, hmm. <laughs> but, that seems unfair of you. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, uh, everyone, please, uh, if you have a movie you want us to watch, send us an email at, uh, mean girls interrupted at gmail.com. Um, you can find us, uh, if you look hard enough on the internet, um, (laughs) in other places and, uh, that's it. Like comment, subscribe, rate review. Yeah. Auto download. It matters. Your download matters. And so do you. You matter. You have the control. You have all the power. You have scabies. (laughs) You have opposable thumbs that can (laughs) click buttons on a phone that we want you to click. Do it. Okay. Do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. And And for the Lord. I guess. And for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Oh my God. What's our. Jeepers 
Jeepers H. Christ. Jeepers H. Christ. I guess it's over. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember our old friend uh, who is a, an unhoused person who uh, dumps hot duty on on unsus- unsuspecting people. What was that person's name again? Oh, <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's a true person. John, uh, I can't remember his name. I'm going to have to go back. I can't believe I'm spacing on that, but we'll, we'll tell you next week. We'll tell week, you next you week about the doo-doo caper. Um, yeah, anyway, um, with that, on that note, Travis, I'm going to have to see you at the movies. John, roll the credits. Then that's it. I rush in at slut. Russian <laughs> slut. <laughs> Goodbye.